Hi everyone, so it's been a while since we have been filling up this podcast and we're finally back. So today on episode 3, I'm going to be talking about warming up in dance. So as we all know, I think uh, dancers, yes, they're also as good as athletes. We like we know they actually do a lot more than that. Oftentimes they're actually like doing rehearsals, they've got training, they've got dance practices, they've got foundational technique classes, they've got many things that they need to do. So we realize that Warming up in a dance class actually often is like, you know, it isn't seen as super important, but at this point of, in time, I think more and more people are starting to realize the importance of actually having a proper warm up. So I'm just going to go through a, a few points, which I think is very important. So the first one is basically, I think all dancers, like, yes, I don't dance, but like, I've been working with dancers, and like, I think most dancers, they actually really need to focus on like, their entire body, especially with relation to their joints and muscles. So if you don't know, mobility is related to joints, flexibility related to muscles. So when we start the warm-up, it's always about having dynamic movements first. So always doing actions that is related to your dance movements. Right? Use that as like a method in which you can warm up your muscles before you actually go into any form of stretching. Don't just stretch when you're cold. Because if you're stretching and you're cold, there's a high chance you could actually injure yourself without even realizing it, right? And there's a lot of dancers that also experience hypermobility, hypermobile joints, which means your joints are actually free to move beyond the range of motion that it's supposed to be at. So sometimes stretching will not actually be beneficial to you. You might actually require like using a tennis ball, rollers to actually help release those muscle stiffness. So... Once you're actually doing like dynamic movements, you would want to actually do like, you know, some light jog, get your heart rate up, get the blood flowing, then go into actions such as, such as like your back lunges, your squats, uh, maybe some Cossack squats that can actually help you warm up your hips as well. And then for mobilization, you could actually do like exercises such as 1990s, uh, hip flexor raises. And warming up your back as well. So maybe some rolling or like you can do shoulder salutations. Some actions like this can help you really improve on it. And once you're actually done with that, it doesn't have to take that long. You can spend just about 10 minutes doing those, right? It doesn't have to be, you know, like doing many reps to the point that you're literally perspiring, but you want to get your heart rate up. That's the point of it. And at the same time, getting your muscles warm. Right, and for those that experience like hypermobility in your joints, you will want to use rollers, tennis balls, lacrosse balls, rolling out those muscles first before actually going into some intense stretching. Why? Because if you overdo it and your muscles are actually stiff, you're actually creating a lot of tension at your tendons, which may not actually help you in the long term. Right, and for most dance, I think there's a lot of jumps, there's a hops, there's all those different actions that can actually cause like tendon stiffness. And if there's tendon stiffness and in the long term as it keeps applying more and more pressure to the tendon, naturally what can happen is that it's going to inflame and then you're going to get tendonitis, right? So if tendonitis occurs in your ankles and you're actually trying to dance, it's going to be really painful (coughs) and there may not be a real benefit to it. So you might want to actually warm up your ankles properly, stretch out your ankles. Make sure you're also strengthening up the toes within your feet and releasing out the muscles under your feet so that you actually have a good toe spread. 
that's a good way of understanding and gripping the ground when you're actually doing certain movements, right? And those movements and like, you know, working on those areas can actually help you propel yourself even further or even like, you know, translation of power into your action, right? And at the same time, you could work together with like another friend of yours, a partner in dance to actually get them to help you stretch and utilizing PNF stretch, so proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitated stretch can actually help you to get your body actually freed up a lot faster than holding a static stretch, right? And you could repeat that cycle maybe like three times or repeat three sets of three and you will really see the benefits of it way faster than doing a static stretch, right? And that actually also gets you wondering whether or not your muscle strength uh, is actually ready and at the point at which you think you can perform. Right, if you're unsure, then it's of course you you need to go get it checked, right? But at the same time, dancer screening. The reason why uh, I emphasize a lot on dancer screening is because it's not because we want to know your numbers, but actually the real point of it is for you to know where you are. But it's not a gauge of how artistic you are, right? It is really about. Are you prone to injuries? Is there any possibilities that you may get injured, or is it? Like, uh, in terms of, like, comparison, it's a good baseline for us to see where and how we can actually help you perform even better. So if we know that you've got a angle, that we've got a passive and active turnout range, we know that you can actually achieve certain results without actually having to go through or, like, you know, go in blind, assuming that your turnout is at certain range or your hamstring flexibility is at certain ranges. So with that dancer screening, we are able to actually place you in an area and also know that there's a progression towards everything, right? So similarly for people that are also trying to like, you know, gain the full splits or like over splits, it's all about progression. I think some people tend to force their stretches, which is not very good. Forcing turnouts also is not very good. So you want to really think about how can I really plan my progression in my flexibility rather than forcing it. So it's like for adult dancers or even teenage teen dancers that, that go into competitions or they want to perform professionally. Of course, we know that there's a goal ahead, but you shouldn't force your muscles too hard because if you were to force a stretch and overdo it, you could actually pull your muscle and you could actually regress your entire progress. So you got to think about it in a systematic way rather than just looking to your right and to your left. Because I know every time when you're in a dance dance studio, there tends to be that competitive spirit within the performing arts industry. But at the same time, I think if we look at ourselves and use ourselves as the gauge to see how far we can improve, and from there we continue moving forward, then that would actually really help everyone. And it would help the dancers as well in the longevity rather than the short term, right? So short-term results versus the longevity of you being a dancer. You have to pick and choose which you really want. And at the same time, of course, if you're aiming to be professional, then you really got to put in the time and the effort to really get there by doing all of this. So conditioning is one important part of dance. Although in Asia, there's not so much emphasis on it. But it's slowly getting there and people are starting to really understand the emphasis of conditioning. So 
although I'm just mentioning conditioning, there's also the strength aspect. And the strength aspect also is super important because, I mean, if you're going to do explosive or slow actions, the amount of strength you require is actually needed for you to perform those actions. Or if you want to have better control within your actions or slow movements, then having strength is important. And it can be different types of strength. It can be from your isometric to your isotonic your eccentric controls and having all of that in your arsenal will actually help you perform overall and a lot better in dance. Yes. So, I've come to the end of my sharing for today and I'll be back next week with one more episode and I'll follow up from dance and we'll continue talking on the topic of dance but more specific to a certain genre. I won't tell you what but find out next. Goodbye!